I just ended this conversation with this person who's trying to tell me that I'll never work in this city again. And I literally can just pull out my phone and make any number of phone calls, right? Because I knew what I was doing. I knew what I had. I knew what I could do. The next day, I had a new contract that actually was better than the one that I had just lost. But I knew what I had to offer, right? I absolutely believed that I could show up and I could help them with what they were needing. This is why your confidence matters. Welcome to a whole lot of shift podcast, the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. I'm your host, Jen Ingram, and I'm so excited that you're here. Today starts the kickoff of our four-part series on self-confidence. And if you're in the Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group, then you're getting to experience this firsthand live as I live stream this episode. And you're also getting to engage and interact as I share some mindset tricks and hacks with my Monday Mindset Live series. These are just five-minute Monday Mindset Lives, and as well as other prompts to kind of help you out during the next four weeks as we go live weekly to talk about self-confidence. So I'm so excited you're here. In this series, the first part, we're going to be talking about the foundations of self-confidence, kind of what it is and why it matters in your business. In week two, we're going to talk about overcoming imposter syndrome. And we're going to get that kicked off because it sounds like, based on some poll results that I've seen, so many of us are struggling with imposter syndrome. So I want to make sure that we speak to that. In week three, we're going to talk about building confidence through your skills and the process of your achievements. And in the final week, we're going to talk about how you can maintain and continue to exude an energy of confidence for yourself. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to get this kicked off. All right. So let's start out. What, what is self-confidence? Like this is a word that we hear about a lot, right? And so what is it and why does it matter? Here's the thing. Self-confidence is not necessarily saying that you don't experience fear when you're trying something new. It doesn't mean that Getting outside your comfort zone just comes easily for you and you're fearless and all of it. It's not quite what self-confidence means, right? Self-confidence is more about the belief and trust in self and the belief and trust in your abilities to achieve your goals, tackle any challenges that come your way, and to continue to maintain a positive self-view through it all. That's what we're talking about. That's what self-confidence is, is that belief and trust in yourself and what you can do. So why the hell does this matter in your business? Well, let's talk about it. If you think about that, your belief and trust in yourself. First of all, you not only need to believe and trust in yourself, 
But you got to believe and trust in what it is that you're selling, what it is that you're doing, the services that you're providing. Because if you don't believe in the offers that you're giving to people, I got to tell you, they're not going to believe in it either. And they're not going to want to buy. This is why self-confidence is so important in your business. Not only does it impact that relationship that you're trying to engage in with buyer and seller, it's going to impact all of your business relationships. It can impact your ability to make decisions. Business owners and leaders need to be able to make decisions and make them quickly and make a lot of decisions. People who are able to take a step back and quickly run through all the decisions that they need to make and know and have the confidence in themselves to just make those decisions and keep things moving, those are the ones that excel in their business. They don't have the time and not, not so much that they don't have the time, they don't create the time for themselves to sit back and wallow in the self-doubt about whether or not they're making a good decision, whether or not they're making a right decision, whether or not it's perfect. They simply make the decision and move on because they know that with each decision that they make, it's not only going to build their confidence, but what it's really doing is the more decisions you make, the better you're going to get at making decisions. And the more that you're going to be able to experience what the good decisions were and what decisions maybe could have been better. But you're never going to be able to experience what decisions you should be making if you're just sitting back contemplating all the time and not making them. So this is why self-confidence matters in your decision-making. It also matters in your risk-taking. Because let's be real, in building your business, there's going to be some risks that you're taking, right? And if you're joining me live and, and you're hearing this and some of this is resonating with you, I please feel free to leave a comment if you are one of those who has a really tough time making a decision and deciding, oh, I know that I need to change something in my business and I've known this for a while and I've been sitting on it for weeks or months because I'm so afraid of making the wrong decision. If that resonates with you, Put decision-making in the comments. I'd love to hear because I feel like this is something that so many of us struggle with. And I'm going to share some examples of this here in a little bit. But the relationship building that you're building with your client or your customers, as well as the decision-making and your ability to take risks, continued risks in your business, that is all based on your self-confidence. Those who can make those decisions and who can display that self-confidence tend to have better outcomes when they are in the process of negotiations. This is really important. Self-confidence will allow you to show up as a leader and actually create influence over others. It will allow you to bounce back when you experience some sort of adversity or a challenge that comes your way, right? So these are just some of the things that that are impacted in your business when we're talking about self-confidence. And so that's why I wanted to do this four-part series for you all, because this really does impact your business. 
So many of us are out there seeking coaches who are talking about business strategy, right? They're talking about what what kind of social media posting style do you need so that you get the most interaction and you get the most views and the most likes? Or what kind of long form sales page do you need and, and what does it need to say? And they're focusing on strategy, strategy, strategy. But what a lot of coaches aren't talking to you about is the fact that so much of what you're doing in your business has to do with your confidence. Because if you're not able to make those decisions and show up as the leader and influence others, when you're getting into those conversations with your leads and your potential clients, your long form sales page or how many times you're posting isn't going to matter. None of that's going to matter. Your social media strategy doesn't matter if you don't have the confidence to get into the conversation with somebody and show them that you believe in what you're offering and you believe in trust in yourself. I want to I want to give some stories to this because I think I think stories really help kind of solidify what we're learning, right? So one of the things that when we're talking about belief we're also talking about the promises that we keep to ourselves. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more in, in week three when we're talking about how can we build up the confidence, right? But one of those things is just keeping the promises to yourself. It could be simple. It could be in your daily habits. It could be that you're going to make your bed every day. It could be that you're going to go to the gym four days a week. It could be that you are going to up to eat a meal prep from home at least five or six days a week. It, it could be any number of things, but whatever it is that you say that you're going to do, that promise that you make to yourself, the fact that you keep it is part of building that self-confidence. And I'm going to get into that in week three because I really, really want to speak to what the real game changer was for me in building my own self-confidence. And I'm here to tell you, it wasn't about the fact that I started just fearlessly doing things. There was a lot of fear, but the number one thing was that I got really freaking consistent and I did what I said I was going to do. So I wanna talk a little bit real quick. I wanna, I wanna share a story and, and why this, this is such a big thing. Back several years ago, I want to say 2013, I was doing freelancing work. I was doing bookkeeping and some other kind of side gigs, some VA work, what have you. And I had gotten into a contract with a business owner who, you know, unfortunately for this business owner, they had had some really bad experiences with some prior bookkeepers. And they unfortunately had even experienced theft, Right. So when they went to sign the contract with me, there was a lot of stories with this business owner that he had and a lot of mindset around scarcity. He was really, really afraid that he was going to get screwed over again. And I get it, right? So he was pretty insistent that even though obviously we had a contract, I was not an employee, he asked that I work out of the office. He asked that I use his version of QuickBooks on a computer that he owned in his office, et cetera. I didn't love it, but I agreed to it 
because in some aspects it did save me some money. It was one less account on my QuickBooks and it was fine. So anyways, I had, I was there. I had been there for several months. Things were, were going okay. They were great. They were asking me to take on some additional tasks, which again, I didn't mind. I was serving as somewhat of a manager for all of the project managers, which if, if you don't know, I, in my day job, I am a project manager. And so this was one of my very early oh, experiences, I guess you could say, with project management. But this was with marketing project management. Very different than, than what I do today. And very different from my first introduction to project management back in 05 when I was helping with remodeling and building new government offices for the local government. Anyways, so I, you know, I didn't mind taking on those additional tasks that weren't just bookkeeping tasks. I mean, I'll charge you for whatever hours I need to charge you, right? I will gladly invoice you at the end of the month for whatever additional work I may be doing. And so <laughs> the problem was, again, they wanted me in the office and, you know, past a time in which I felt comfortable. I Part of the reason why I was doing freelancing was because I needed to be available for my son and I needed to be there for school pickup and, you know, and I, I had other responsibilities and that was one of the things that I enjoyed about freelancing. And so long story short, I had like, frankly, any good business owner should do, even if you are in a really good contract, you should always still be prospecting. You don't ever want to stop marketing yourself. Okay. I had been in talks with some other opportunities with some other business owners and in that journey, I came across a business owner in which there was definitely a conflict of, of interest. I did not realize that this was somebody who was providing services to the business owner that I was showing up at, at his office. And so very long story short, you know, she approached me and said, hey, are you aware that there's kind of a conflict of interest here? And, and when she brought it up, I said, oh, you know, okay, well, first and foremost, loyalty is one of the values that I hold very strongly. So this is something that I will need to discuss with said business owner, because even if we are able to, to kind of go outside of this potential conflict of interest, obviously, I'm not fixing to leave anybody high and dry. That's just not the person that I am. Loyalty is very important to me. And loyalty and honesty. So I, I knew that he was traveling for the next week. So I did go ahead and have a conversation with his vice president because I was like, hey, I want it to be made clear. I, had, I made a connection. We started talking about a contract and services and come to find out there is some conflict of interest here in the work that they're doing for you and the work that I'm doing for you. And so very long story short, what I didn't know was that the that networking connection I had just made went ahead, even though she knew he was traveling, she reached out to him directly on his cell phone and let him know that we had been in talks, et cetera. And unfortunately for me, due to the fear of what he had experienced previously with somebody stealing from him, and he was very upset. 
And so when upon his return from travel, you know, he pulled me into the office, let me know that my contract was ending, how upset he was. Um, he no longer believed the invoices that I was providing and wanted to see details, to which, of course, I said, great, I'm logging into your computer in your office that I need a key to. I have to use your QuickBooks login for and your Windows login, your network login. You can see when I log into your network, your IT guy can look at the computer and see exactly what I did for every hour. You know, I know me. I know that I'm honest. I know that I'm loyal. I know who I am. I know what I've done and I know what I've not done. If you feel you need to challenge the invoices, you have everything that you need to find to validate those right here in your own office, right? Very long story short, he did not like that response and made it clear to me that he would let all of his other connections in town, all the other business owner connections that he had know to never go into a contract with me to not hire me for any services. And he would make darn sure that I did not work again in this city. And obviously that was, I mean, it was upsetting. And I have to say, as this, this, this wasn't just being said, this was being like yelled very angrily. His face was bright red. I was just kind of in shock that this was the conversation that was even being had because I really felt like I had done everything I could do. I had been completely transparent. I sh immediately, when I realized who I was talking to and where the conversation was going, I notified them, you know, this, there was no wrongdoing here, okay? So then they were like, well, we need to escort you off the premises. And I was like, seriously? Okay. Now, this is like a 10-person office, okay? And I was like, okay, well, so let me, that, that's cool. I can go out. I can get my car. In my car, I have the key card to the parking garage. So I'll need to bring my car back around, park on the street, and bring you the key card. And they were like, no, we're going to escort you all the way to your car. You'll get your garage key card out of your car. You'll give that to us. We will meet you down at the garage exit to swipe your key card so that you can leave. Okay, fine. Now, mind you, this parking garage is a city block down and then across a main street. And then on like the, we had to park on like the fourth or fifth floor. And I'm just like, oh, and it was raining. It was wintertime and it was raining. And I was like, you're going to walk me all the way to my car. I was like, just look, there's, I, I'm not trying to steal anything here. I will bring your key back in like two minutes. Nope, absolutely not. Okay, cool. So he has his vice president, a female, walk me out to my car, et cetera. Now, here's where this is important. Here's where the confidence comes into play, right? I had absolute belief and trust in what I was doing, what I had done, what I had not done, and what I had to offer. I also had absolute belief and trust in the network I had already been doing up to that point and the fact that I simply had managed to get myself into a little bit of a networking circle that didn't 
play out in my favor. Okay. So as I was being escorted to the garage, it, it, was, it was a long freaking walk. Okay. And I thought, I need to, you know, I, this was a big contract for me. I need to replace this and quickly. And I already knew some conversations that I was in and I, but I was holding these people off. I honestly was kind of lacking and being very responsive because again, I had a pretty solid contract, right? So as I'm in the parking garage elevator with this VP, I'm calling my contacts. Yeah, hey, you know, we talked we talked last week, blah, blah, blah. Are you still looking for a bookkeeper? How can I help you? Da, 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 da. I just start making phone calls. And I, sure enough, get somebody who's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you called me back because actually I thought I had a bookkeeper and as of this morning, I might not. Can I call you back this afternoon? Sure, not a problem. Give me a call back. I'll let you know if I can help. And I was laughing because I'm thinking to myself, I just ended this conversation with this person who's trying to tell me that I'll never work in this city again. And I literally can just pull out my phone and make any number of phone calls, right? Because I knew what I was doing. I knew what I had. I knew what I could do. The next day, I had a new contract that actually was better than the one that I had just lost. But I knew what I had to offer right? I absolutely believed that I could show up and I could help them with what they were needing. This is why your confidence matters. I could have sat there and let this person completely tear me down and let this person tear down my belief and trust and suddenly believed that sure enough, I was never going to work as any kind of bookkeeper in this town again and then end up trusting him that he's going to follow through on his word and, and call all his connections about me, which was frankly a load of bullshit, but right. So I wanted to, I've just, I wanted to share that with you. This is about knowing who you are and knowing that you can continue to persevere. Okay. So what are some of the barriers that you're going to run into? Well, you're going to run into some situations like what I just described, right? Unfortunately, I thought I was just continuing to network in my business. I ran into a situation that got really sticky really quick. And, and I, lost, I lost what I thought was a decent contract. And that sucked and was scary. As a single mom, that was, that was scary. Some other things, though, again, and I, I honestly believe this. I know that this could be up for controversy, but I honestly believe this. I believe that the way he reacted and the way he treated me absolutely had to do with the fact that I was a woman. I don't think that conversation would have totally gone the same way if I had been a man. I really don't. Now, I could be way wrong. I could be way wrong. This guy could just be a super hothead, which I do think he is. But I do want to say one of the barriers that we encounter in self-confidence is some of our gender stereotypes, right? We've we've kind of always been been led to believe that you know, women women aren't, you know, women don't make as much. You know, women don't don't have the confidence to 
to show up and lead the way that men, the way that men do. Women don't take on certain roles or positions, right? So there's, first of all, there's all those kind of stereotypes that tend to kind of keep us small. There's fear of failure. There's imposter syndrome. There's, oh my gosh, all, all sorts of things that can hold you back. Oh, one of the things I forgot about. The other thing that can hold you back is this belief that you're getting what you deserve. Like all of the external results that you're seeing are based on what you believe you're worth and what you think you deserve, right? So in other words, even if you are experience something in which you're doing really well and you're winning, you're still thinking to yourself, is this real? Is this really happening for me? Like, do people see that I actually don't know what the hell I'm doing right now? Right? Like you kind of have this, this, this thought, this really tricky thought that says, I'm only, I'm getting what I deserve. And so I can't, you know, I can't make a lot of money or I can't do this or that because a, I've never experienced that before or because I'm not as good as someone else, right? Like we kind of have these tricky thoughts that think, well, I mean, I, I, I guess I got, I got what I've earned before, so that's, that's where I'm at. And it gets really tricky with us not even believing that we're winning when we're winning, right? I'm curious what you think. If you're in the group, I'm super curious. What what are some of the areas in your business or your life where you feel like, yeah, I'm really confident? Like I said earlier, I know what my values are. I know that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Now, it might take me a little while, but I'm going to do it. I know that I am loyal. I know that I'm honest and transparent. Like these are the solid things because these are my values. I am a thousand percent confident in that. I'm a thousand percent confident in, in when I say to you, look, here's how I can, here's how I can assist. I, I am saying that from a place of absolute belief. So I'm curious, share with me. And if you're, if you're not watching this live, I want you to just take a step back. Maybe you can journal on it or think about it. Where are some of the areas where you feel most confident and where are some of the areas where you feel least confident? And when you're thinking about those, why is that? What is the barrier that's keeping you feeling that way? What are some of the barriers that you've encountered in your, in your journey? So I'm curious and super curious as you're all thinking back through, what are some of the ways in which you lack self-confidence or you feel most confident? And what were the barriers that created that? If you're in the Facebook group earlier this week, one of the things that I asked you was to think about some of the accomplishments that you had in throughout the week in which you had feelings of self-confidence. And part of the reason why I was asking about that was because the self-confidence isn't built in the achievement or the accomplishment. It's built in the process. And we're going to get into that in week three. So I would love for you to, if you're in the group, 
Tell me some things that you feel really confident about right now in your business or your life. And tell me something that you don't feel confident about in your business or your life and what you think your barrier is in relation to that feeling of low self-confidence. I'm super, super curious. I'd love for us to start identifying what those barriers are so we can start looking at them and saying, okay, is this real? Is this just something that we were taught? What, you know, what's going on here? Because that self-awareness, if you were in my Monday mindset, that self-awareness is one of the foundations to self-confidence as well. Because without that self-awareness, it's going to be really difficult to believe and trust in yourself and your ability to achieve your goals that you say you're going to achieve. All right. I think that about wraps it up for part one of our series on self-confidence. I hope that you, I hope that you really enjoyed this because today, you know, we basically talked about, okay, what is self-confidence, why it matters in your business, how it can impact your decision-making. It can impact your relationship building, the importance of you believing in what you are offering and who you are and how that is reflected in your relationship building and the sales that you're able to make and why that's so important. We also talked about some of the barriers that we might encounter, the fear of failure, the imposter syndrome, some of the scarcity mindset, even gender stereotypes. Those all come into play. Even the belief that I can only get what I deserve and I don't feel like I deserve this. That plays into self-confidence as well. And then lastly, if you're in the group, I hope that you do interact with these, with the prompts that I've shared earlier in the week and thinking through some of the times in which you felt really confident and that you'll share an area in which maybe you don't feel confident in your life or business right now and what some of those barriers are because I want us to start myth-busting, if you will, some of those barriers so that we can start just getting them crushed out. All right. Thank you all for joining. And if you're not in the Facebook group, get your butt over here. And we will see you next week for part two, which will be about overcoming imposter syndrome. So I hope that you'll join me for part two. Until next time, keep making shift happen. Hey, shifters. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. If you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review to help others as well. Your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as I possibly can. And don't forget, you can catch all the outtakes, bonuses, special live stream interviews, and much more over at A Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group. Until next time, keep making shift happen.